Hello and welcome to the Lancet Gastroenterology and Hepatology podcast. I'm Laura Feetham and I'm joined today by Olga Aroniardis, who's Assistant Professor of Medicine at Montefiore Medical Centre and Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx, New York. We're going to be talking about the very topical issue of faecal microbiota transplantation, as Olga is one of the co-authors of a study recently published in the journal, which trialled FMT given in the form of pills to try and treat irritable bowel syndrome. Olga, first of all, FMT is a hot topic at the moment and it's being tested in a lot of different conditions. Please could you give an overview of what the procedure entails, the rationale behind it and what we know about it so far? Yes, of course, and thank you for that lovely introduction. So as you said, fecal microbiota transplantation, or I'll refer to it as FMT throughout the podcast, it involves infusion of fecal material from a healthy person into an individual with a disease in order to ameliorate symptoms or cure that disease. And so an individual's gut houses billions of bacteria, and these bacteria can actually influence health and disease directly or sometimes indirectly by the byproducts that the bacteria create. So when you have alterations in gut bacteria, this can lead to disease. And so an FMT is thought to work by causing a shift in the bacterial and the bacterial byproducts to achieve a more healthful state. FMT can be delivered by upper or lower route, so that specifically means that it can be delivered in pill form or by a nasogastric tube, which is a tube that goes from the nose into the stomach, and material can be directly infused into the stomach or into the small intestine, by an upper endoscopy, by enema, uh, by a flexible sigmoidoscopy, which is just the bottom part of a colonoscopy, or by a full colonoscopy. And so when you do an FMT, you need some type of donor, and the donor can be a standard donor from a stool biobank or a patient-identified donor. So uh, the patient might have someone that they know, or a close relative or a friend that they want to use as a donor, and either option is acceptable. Um, the donor then undergoes extensive screening to assess for any communicable diseases or high-risk behaviors that could result in communicable diseases. Um, and then once the donor is properly screened and the recipient is screened, then an FMT ensues after that by one of the methods that I mentioned before. The only disease really that FMT has been shown to be highly successful for is C. difficile infection, which is an infection that can cause a severe and sometimes even fatal colitis. And so although there are promising data for other diseases like inflammatory bowel disease or irritable bowel syndrome, FMT is not shown to be effective in the majority of patients with these diseases, so really it's just C. diff right now that we have excellent data for to support its use. So you and your colleagues conducted a randomized controlled trial of faecal microbiota transplantation uh, to treat IBS. Could you briefly explain what you found? Yeah, of course. Um, so as you said, we conducted a randomized control trial to assess the role of FMT for irritable bowel syndrome, or IBS. And in this trial, we randomly assigned patients to receive FMT capsules at the start of the study, followed by placebo capsules at 12 weeks, or placebo capsules at the start of the study, followed by FMT capsules at 12 weeks. And then we assessed patients' symptoms over time to see how they were doing after they received the treatment or the placebo. We compared symptom severity at 12 weeks between patients who got the FMT and patients who got the placebo. And our main finding was that FMT was not more effective than placebo in improving IBS symptoms at 12 weeks. So in other words, patients who got the FMT did equally as well as those who got the placebo. 
And then we also looked at the gut microbes to see what happened before and after FMT, and we found that the microbes more closely resembled those of the donor following an FMT. And so our data also suggests that we might be able to use a person's microbial profile to help choose which FMT recipients we think will preferentially respond to an FMT. And so that might provide some promise for future trials. Overall, the results of trials of FMT have been really mixed. Why do you think this is? And what do you think researchers should keep in mind when designing future studies? Yeah, I think that's an excellent question. Um, for recurrent C. diff, they did aren't mixed. In fact, so multiple studies have shown that FMT is highly successful for recurrent C. diff, as I mentioned. But if we're talking about FMT trials for IBS, I think the reason that the data are so mixed is because IBS includes a mixed group of patients. So for instance, for some IBS patients, the gut microbes play a very big role in the development and continuation of the disease. But for others, the gut microbes may not be important at all. And so at the present time, we can't really tease apart who these patients are. And so the wide variation in response to FMT that we see between studies may be because these studies include different patient populations. This is likely to be the case for other diseases too, like inflammatory bowel disease. And the other reason for the mixed results that we see in FMT trials are that very different FMT methodologies or approaches can be used and are used in different trials. As I mentioned, an FMT can be done by upper or lower routes. And so some trials use an FMT by colonoscopy while others use capsules. Some studies give only one infusion while others give multiple infusions over days. Some studies use fresh stool, others use frozen stool from a standard donor. So for the treatment of C. diff, it doesn't really matter which method you use, they're all successful. But for IBS and IBD or inflammatory bowel diseases and other diseases, the methodology may, be, may play an important role such that different FMT approaches will have different outcomes. And the last thing that I really want to state that it, it cannot be understated is that donor microbial profiles are critically important and may be responsible for the variability we see in FMT trials. And so each donor houses a unique microbial community in their gut. And some donors may be more effective in providing symptomatic relief for certain diseases than other donors. And moreover, certain donors may be effective in curing disease in specific patients, but not in other patients. And so I think that future trials should really focus on trying to implement a personalized approach in which we rationally select donors based on existing microbial profiles for diseases other than C. diff. Additionally, I think that we should try to enroll patients with baseline microbial profiles that have been associated with FNT response in prior studies. Moreover, I 